How can you get past any fears around speaking and become a confident speaker, even when English is not your first language? Well, our special guest today, Jose Uka, is going to be sharing with you how you can do just that. Now, Jose is a global TEDx speaker, NLP coach, international business marketing specialist, and founder of Finding Excellence. He was also featured on Yahoo Finance as one of the top 10 public speaking coaches in the world. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with Jose. Who am I? Well, I'm Elaine Powell, your host, and you're listening to the Mind Speak podcast, where you can confidently learn how to share your voice, message, and story for income and impact. Obviously, it's public speaking, and I love talking all things public speaking, so I'm really looking forward to getting into this conversation. See you in the other side, and uh, yeah, let me know what you've learned from this episode. Elaine Powell here, keynote speaker, TEDx organizer, and public speaking coach. And you're listening to the Mind Speak podcast, where you can learn how to confidently share your voice, message, and story for income and impact. So if you could just take 10 seconds, hit the subscribe button, that would be much appreciated. Let's dive in. Elaine, a pleasure to be here with you. How are you? Super excited. I'm, I'm so excited to have you as well. So I've been in a lot of rooms with you in Clubhouse. Love your energy. You're just full of fire, full of wisdom and full of knowledge. So I, I'm just excited to dive into it in our, in our uh, segment today. Wonderful, Elaine. It is a pleasure to be here. I cannot wait. Yeah, so uh, I know you're from, where are you from? Tell the listeners. Um, well, I was born in Venezuela, so I still say today I'm like 70% Venezuelan, given, you know, all the changes and the places I've lived in. So I'm a bit of a combination, still Venezuelan. And where do you reside currently? At the moment, uh, I recently moved to Woking. We were, my wife and I were living in Surbiton, so Woking is our new place. Nice, nice. Yeah, well, I am excited to find out because, you know, this series is about people crafting their brand story, which is ultimately about this is why I do what I do. And you share whatever you share that you think is relevant to our audience, which are predominantly business owners, entrepreneurs, and speakers who want to amplify their voice and their message and their story for income and impact. So, Jose, I'm going to ask you that question. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it, Elaine. Yes. Jose. (laughs) I want to say Jose. (laughs) How did you do, how did you get to do what you're doing right now? So tell us your story. Mm. Well, where do I start with my story? I have, I usually takes me to two points in my life. The one is uh, when I was a kid growing up, I always wanted to travel. I loved being in front of the camera. I love to talk. I love to meet new people and that a need in a way to connect with others grew inside me for many years. Then, you know, life took me to different places and I moved around. I left Venezuela. I got married. I started in the process chasing money all the time. And that took my life to 
uh, I would say, well, it's not to an end because I'm still here, but it took my life to, to a place that I wasn't happy anymore, where I just didn't feel what I was doing. I really struggled with my purpose, my, you know, what, what am I doing on earth? So that led to a divorce. I left my previous job where I thought I was being very successful. And I just started going into a new discovery, I would say, journey. So to rediscover myself, who I was, what was I supposed to be doing on earth? I mean, was I just going to be like anyone else or many people chasing money and, you know, just wanting all of this material stuff? Because I had people loving me. My ex-wife, she loved me. And then I, it's not, not, not to say that I didn't love her back, but my priorities, my things were somewhere else. So I ended up feeling very empty. Mm. And I always bring up going back to the power of connections and the people in my life and my good friend back then, my boss, Alan Pierce, he said to me, Jose, I'm going to take you to a place that is going to change your life. And he said that to me maybe five, six times until he took me to this place. You're going to rediscover who you are. So he started without, I consciously knowing, he started planting that seed. He took me back then, I think that was 2016, 17. He took me to Unleash the Power Within with Tony Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there are different, you know, there are different opinions on Tony and what he does, how he does it, whatever. I went because my good friend planted that seed that I was going to find what I was looking for. And I discovered NLP. That was my main finding. And then I decided to pursue this and find out more about NLP. I really went into it and I've been um, learning, practicing NLP since then. So, and that's where my speaking comes from. Not from NLP, it comes from within. That's all of my work. I would say 80% of my work is around those elements, connecting with yourself, connecting your mind with your heart, really, you know, connecting with the best version of yourself when you go and speak. Mm -hmm. That's just, wow. I mean, that power comes through. Golden nugget. Oh, golden nugget time. I like that. <laughs> and, and I think that's in, well, more than a nutshell, that, that is my story. What led then to do what I do with the speaking Going back when I was uh, growing up, I loved presenting. Then when I lived in Sweden, when I was 17, I went there as a country ambassador. And one of the things I did was present in Swedish and English around the country for a year. Mm. Then when I started working, people wanted me to go and present. They sent me to places because they wanted to say, yeah, you're great. Go and present. They also nominated me as the entertainment manager, even though I was doing marketing and sales, because they wanted me to then take clients out. So apart from the presentation, it was the entertaining, the human connection, which is one of the things I also speak about. Until one day, clients from the previous business started coming to me, Jose, why don't you come and train us on the presentation side of things? And then at that moment, my NLP, that bit, they all connected, a business with my brother around marketing emerged. And Elaine, here I am today doing loads of different things, enjoying it, learning every day, loads. And one thing, most of the time, I'm fully connected, fully present if I'm speaking about something like this. Mm, yeah, wow. Incredible journey you've uh, been through and triumphed, you know, go from surviving after the breakdown of your marriage and leaving your career to now thriving so there's two things I kind of want to ask you they're, they're separate but um 
we we know that when we go through those challenges at the time, did you actually sort of see that this was for your benefit or or were you you were you aware that actually I'm going through this, this is a lesson to learn? Was your awareness of that level at that point in your life? Not at all, Elaine. I didn't know what to do. I was completely and utterly lost. Didn't know what to do. I literally hated my life and who I was, the person I had become. So yeah, didn't didn't know anything. Wasn't aware of anything really. I didn't. It's just now I understand. That helped me understanding when people come to me and say, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do because that's how I felt. Nowadays, going back to my belief system, whenever there is a challenging situation or if I consider it challenging or whatever that might be, an obstacle, something that happens that I wasn't expecting, I'm very much aware that there is something for me to learn. Then my approach is completely different. And I take my previous experiences as a reminder as well. So remember what you did then. So what can you do differently today? Always thinking about my decisions. How can I do them differently? Because my decisions took me where I am today. Where do I want to be next? So it's mm-hmm. always being, that's why I like to say being aware and fully present most of the time is very important for me. And whenever I'm not, then I go and reconnect. It's just like when you go meditating. It's like, yeah, I'm going to meditate. Mm, oh, I'm wondering. Oh, I'm coming back. Yeah, I'm meditating again. Something like that. That's how I like to to live my, yeah, live every day. Yeah, because, you know, there's so many people from last year, even to this year, going through the pandemic and having challenges, much really coming at them left, right and center, circumstances, situations, and then fundamentally within themselves. And as you said, if you're on autopilot and you're not being self-aware, that's where the catastrophes and you can happen even more and you go down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. So I, I really love what you say. I have a, a phrase around that as well, which is that you need to be self-aware mm-hmm. so you can self-correct. Because if you're not, you're just going to keep on doing that same thing again and again and again. So I, you know, I love what you say about um, being quiet, meditating, being really self-aware Um so that you can change your circumstances or your thinking, most importantly. Exactly. And that's where, you know, in a way my speaking comes from. It's just, what do I do within me? What can I control? Because the external elements, you know, there isn't much we can do about them, really. It's just our perception, how we, you know, look at them. And it's just what I love. I mean, I love that game in my mind. Oh, I felt... I don't know, sad when I looked at this. Oh, I feel, you know, I'm being threatened. What's happening? It's not about the other person. How am I perceiving this situation? And that's that continued game that I love to play with the brain, with the mind. It's just, hmm, hmm. Yeah, that as as we know, we're both speakers and we both train people in the world of speaking. So the the big one of the biggest challenges for people is to get past their brain, <laughs> to get past themselves, to stand there and confidently share their message. Mm. So as as we delve into that, because that's our area and it's all juicy to talk about, I want to know because you you you're measurably like me. You found you kind of found your way into that industry versus I want to be a speaker. I was never, I want to be a speaker apart from watching somebody speaking, thinking, Oh yeah, I'd love to do that. But it, you know, it wasn't really in my 
my career path agenda. So, I'd, and I can see that you fell into it. Someone saw that you were really good at it and they wanted you to, to train them. But I want, I want you to go back. Do you remember the first time that you stood on stage? I don't, I'm not sure whether it was the first time. Okay. First time you're I, conscious. Yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. So the one that's coming out, I remember one time. Yeah. I want to hear about it, Jose. You, Tell me I, about now, it. Now, now <laughs> I'm connecting, I'm connecting this. You know, when I was growing up, I had a teacher. His name was Marco Subero. He's still around, by the way. And I, I got in touch with him after loads. I mean, after many years, he said to me, Ukar, because he used to call me by my surname, Ukar, if you want to succeed in life, learn how to present in public and read the newspaper. I still don't read newspapers. So I remember standing there, just super frightened. I was, what was I, 10, 11, maybe around 11, 12 years old, presenting in front of the classroom panicking and forgetting things and feeling like, you know, people weren't interested and you know what kids are like and they were making fun of me and the smiles and pulling faces and, you know, I lost it. It's just, ah. And with practice, with the same teacher that same year, he said to me, Ukar, keep on practicing, work on this, work on that, get some bullet points back then so you would have like a long uh, piece of paper on the wall or something on the blackboard or you would write them on the blackboard as well and I started loving it and the more I prepared the more confident in a way I felt and then it didn't matter whether they were pulling faces or not because I knew my topic so well that then I would say look guys would you like to take some notes because I know our Mm -hmm. teacher Marco is going to be that may go in the test because that's the reason we were supposed to go presenting so I would I would change the environment the the emotional state of people, but, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, Jose, let's, let's just pay attention then. Let's just actually take some notes here because this might, this might be important. And that's, you know, then I remember presenting loads of times through my years in high school in Venezuela and then going to Sweden. And in Sweden, I loved it. Really speaking about my country, I couldn't have a better connection with the topic. It was incredible. And I brought pictures and things and I have, you know, like different posters. Elaine, I loved it. And even doing it in Swedish in front of different audiences, children, parents, business people, because, you know, we're supposed to represent our country. You see, I could speak about this for ages. It's that connection. That's why, you know, so important, the connection with the topic, because then you flow differently and and the audience perceives you in a way that is just incredible. So there's many people who they're not in that that space. Uh, they they find it very challenging, as we know, to speak in front of people. They're very self-conscious. What are some of your golden nuggets that you can share with people? So we've heard, you know, being in line with your topic, knowing your topic, what you're talking about. What else can you share with uh, uh, those listening? And I I will say right before I answer that question that I did well for many years. And then I reached a point through my 20s, early 30s, when I struggled again and I didn't flow when presenting. And even I remember delivering a presentation to, it was year end. So I was working for this association in Spain. I lived in Spain for a while and uh, I was supposed to share some things. And there were like 80 different businesses present in the room. And I just froze and I couldn't deliver. And I said, I'm sorry. And I had to go and sit down. So my point here, it it can happen anytime. 
Okay, so it's how do you then overcome it? And I, I struggled for a while until I sort of mm, reconnected with myself. So golden nuggets and the things I've learned, because that was a point in which, wow, I, I wouldn't like this to happen again, not in the same way. So I realized, because that day I was just there for me. I really wanted to get them to understand and get what I wanted to say because I was, you know, I was the Venezuelan in Spain. So I really wanted to make an impact. I turned it all about me instead of making it around the audience. Mm. So that's one thing. Be there for the audience. I always say this, be there for your audience. Without an audience, without an audience, who are we as a speaker? I mean, then connecting with purpose is one. I always like to share what is your purpose or slash what would you like the audience to take away? That's key for me because I'm doing it for them. And also, who are you when you're presenting? Because the connection, the identity at that moment, I can say, well, I'm the poor Venezuelan guy who hasn't got a clue. And then that's going to impact how I come across as opposed to, no, I'm the expert on this topic. I know my stuff. I prepared and I really want the audience to take away what I have for them. Yeah. That, wow. That's the identity. And one, another one, what do you believe about yourself? Which is close to the identity oh. element, right? So what do you believe and, you know, what's your belief system with regards to what you are presenting, with regards to the audience? What if something happens? What, are, what is your belief regarding failure and rejection? Because then if one of those things, you see somebody that doesn't agree, at, oh, no, and then you lost your flow, as opposed to, hmm, interesting, I have an opportunity to learn from what's happening here. How can I engage with that person differently? And having all of that lovely dialogue in there to keep the audience engaged as opposed to losing it because, oh, I'm not being liked. So checking on those uh, beliefs. I'm not going to say limiting beliefs, beliefs that may serve you or may not when you're delivering a presentation. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, there's so much that comes up before even the presenting about ourselves. So if you can be self-aware of what are those uh beliefs that you have and reframe them, change them, throw them in the bin, <laughs> create new ones. <laughs> yeah. So I'd, I'd love to hear, um, obviously you, I know you do marketing as well with your brother and you do public speaking. So because where, where this is, you know, a public speaking podcast, I'd love to hear some of the clients that you work with. What, what do you ultimately do with them? Uh, you mean in terms of marketing, public speaking, both? No, public, more public speaking. Okay. Because, for example, yesterday we went to, well, with my brother, okay, and this is quickly, we went to visit uh, because they wanted some videos. And then people want videos, but they're not ready to be in front of the camera. So one of the things I do there is just managing their state. How are you? Okay. Break, you know, whatever state may be happening that's limiting them from speaking at that moment, get them to chill, get them to enjoy the camera with me. So I would say breaking state, perceiving the situation differently, reframing. That's one thing I always like to do. So let's, um, ju let's just explain for a listener that may not understand what you mean by state. What do you actually mean? Cool. So I can be now a bit frightened because I'm speaking to Elaine here and I know people are listening and then, ooh, I mean, I'm, I'm tense. I'm, I'm not flowing. I, you know, I even, if I start to feel like this, you see, you can even, well, let me shake it off, sense it in my voice. Okay, it's an emotional state because we're perceiving that situation in front of us as could be as a threat or as whatever it is that is not letting you flow, letting you flow or letting you speak in the best way you could, connecting with yourself. 
So I always like to invite people to shake it off. So shake it off can be literally you're shaking off that emotional state or perceive the situation differently because you might be looking at it. Wow, this is a problem. This is something I hate. Or it can be an opportunity to speak to your business and then for that message about your business to get out there and maybe gain new clients. Wouldn't you get more motivated if you looked at it in that way instead of being, oh, I hate this and I'm not good at it? When did you decide you weren't good at it? Because then you can start believing that you are good at it. Why not? What will serve you best at that moment? So depending on what the person says, I always like Elaine to play with the language. The language has become my passion. And in our words, we're speaking our worlds. Yeah, there we go. Boom, boom. Another golden nugget. (laughs) We're speaking our worlds. So when we get that in there, playing with them, I love uh, provocative coaching slash coaching with humor, playing with the patterns, the things that come up getting people to consider things differently on the spot. It's not waiting. I don't hold space for too long for people to tell me their long stories because that's very consciously something they repeat over and over again. I just go, boom, change, change this. What about that? Okay, cool. Hmm. Interrupting, play. Oh, that's funny. Right. Oh, so that's kind of my work in a way. I, I don't know. Did I answer your question? Because I yeah, no, definitely because where since last year, so many people have jumped online, and I would say presenting isn't just on stage. Presenting is as we're seeing now. It's Facebook lives, YouTube videos, Insta lives, webinars, sales pages, summits. It's an array. And many times people are just speaking to a camera (laughs) and they find that very, very challenging. There's actually not another human being on the other side. And this is a perfect example, Elaine. Can you imagine if I had the belief that I don't like myself How am I going to communicate and connect with you if I'm looking at the camera and I'm not liking myself? I'm not going to say that you do like I do because I love what I see. But it might be something different. It might be that you're okay with it or it doesn't matter, whatever. It's just deciding to believe what can serve you. Realizing that. A person said to me the other day, oh, I'm not going to do that video because I don't like my voice. And, And I said, according to whom? Well, to me, interesting, because I think your voice is is good. But, you know, it doesn't really matter what I think. It's down to you to carry on believing and then not speaking and then missing out on opportunities. That made me wonder how many of your competitors are actually doing it. Anyway, you don't need to ask me now, answer me now. And and I moved on from the topic. And then he came, he came back. So but what you said back then, and I, you know, we rejoined the conversation. He rejected some of the things I said. Change was already taking place. Mm. Yeah. I, I I don't know many people actually like their voice, even with when people have the most incredible voice and you ask them, they're like, no, I don't like my voice. But as you said, you know, we have to get over ourselves. It's not about us. It's not about how I sound. It's for me, it's, and I'm sure it's for you, it's how that voice lands on somebody else that they can do something with uh, that God-given gift we've been given of our voice. Exactly. So speaking about the voice, uh, you know, as we wind up, I would love to know how have you dealt with the fact that speaking English when you are speaking in English is your second language, especially as we most probably both come across many people who are very self-conscious that 
they don't speak the native English language and people won't understand them and all of that comes up. Um, you know, share with me whatever you've come across with potential clients or how you have pushed through that so that you're very free to be Jose, the energized speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Elaine. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> no one says that, but like that, but you, Jose. <laughs> Um, and by the way, it is something important. I don't push this. It comes from within. Very important. It's not like I want to make myself shout or say things like this. I feel it from within. It's a connection. It's something like I, I feel the passion. I feel the energy. I want to share it. Mm -hmm. So because sometimes people say, I want to be like you. And no, I mean, be, be you, be you, be yourself. If you like shouting a little bit, for example, or raising your voice to that level, then do. Make sure you do it in your own way because the connection is not going to come from what you do. It's actually how you do it and where it comes from. Another golden nugget. I just love that. I love it. <laughs> You're like a sweet. Give me more sweets. Give me more sweets. <laughs> um, I Going back again to what you believe about yourself and your accent, I believe my accent is my asset. Mm. And with my travels, I learned a long time ago Elaine, that we all have accents and I have an accent everywhere I go because even in Venezuela, moving from one city to the next, there I had an accent. In many occasions, the accent was kind of, oh, yeah, cool, he's got an accent. In many others, oh, he's got an accent. And in the end, what could I do? I still have my accent. So how can I use it to my advantage to connect with people in the way I want? Yeah. Might be quite simple. I'll give you an example. When I, when I work and I work with uh, Spanish-speaking people, they come to me, yeah, because I, I don't like my accent, Jose. And then I just go and say, well, then don't speak. What do you mean? Yeah, then that's it. If you don't like it, don't speak. What are you doing then speaking in English if you don't like it in the UK? Well, what do you mean? What, you see, and I start a bit provocative in that sense. And you're gonna, well, what do you mean? Of course I will speak. Or oh, there are different reactions to it. And they realize, huh, there is something in here. It's down to you. If you believe that it is really bad, then that's how you're going to be connecting with people. That's what you're thinking about. Guess what? People will sense it unconsciously because your state, everything will show it. How you gesture, your, I just hit the mic. I'm not going to drop it yet. <laughs> how you gesture, how you speak, your tonality, everything comes through. Again, if I'm thinking, wow, I, I don't believe in what I'm saying, and I'm looking at Elaine, she's much better than me, and she she hasn't got this accent that, you know, it's doesn't sound right and I make mistakes. And can you imagine that internal dialogue would drive me crazy? And then, wow, yeah, okay, you see? It's easy to get into a negative state as well. Oh, I just did that a little bit, so I'll shake it off. Come on, back. Back, <laughs> to the table. back to the table. It can happen. It happened for a while, for a long time in Spain. And I struggled until I realized, look, baby, just go and speak how you speak, how you want to speak, as long as people understand you. If they understand you, make sure they do then be you. And since then, this is Jose, and this is the guy you find shouting around, sharing his passions, being vulnerable, being open, making loads of mistakes, wanting to improve every day. That's why I always, I mean, I would love, this is what I really like to do when I work with people, get them to believe that they can do whatever they want through the power of their voice, because this is powerful. And if people cannot speak, because even maybe they, be, they may struggle or, you know, they, they cannot speak then you've got your body. 
we have people uh, with stutter. I think you you've met uh, on Clubhouse. I met a guy called Jose. Yeah. Oh, MG. And when I say to people, I don't like my accent. Look at that guy. He's a TEDx speaker. Yeah, I mean, he has a stutter for those who are listening. <laughs> he has a very severe stutter and it doesn't stop him at all. So there are people out there going through more challenging circumstances than ourselves. So it's just realizing, coming to terms with you. Come on, your accent is your asset. Important, mm. make sure people understand you because if they don't, then it's pointless, right? There are people that still, when I when I started speaking English, I knew people wouldn't understand many of the things I was saying. And sometimes even today, I just go, what did you say, Jose? Oh, that didn't come out right. Okay, what was it again? Can you help me? Being open, help me. In the same in Spanish, if I want to believe that I know it all, then I've already lost. Mm, wow, that's some great points. And I love the accent is your asset. I know when I go to the US, I become more Bridget Jones. I go, oh, hello. <laughs> I become more British because I know they really like it. And I'm what they call a curveball. They, when they see me, they expect me to be African-American. And then suddenly I open my mouth and I go, hello. And they go, oh, my God. They're, oh, 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 my God. You have an incredible voice. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> so I just use it to my advantage. Absolutely. I mean, why wouldn't you, right? <laughs> yeah. So look, we oh my gosh, you've covered so much in such a short space of time at Jose Speed. Yeah, just peppering us with lots and lots of golden nuggets that I know you <laughs> you like. Um, so at you know, as we end, a couple of questions to end on. Uh where can um what's next for you? What are you up to next? This is a plan. I still don't know how I'm going to do this. I want to, well, whenever I can start traveling again, I want to take my knowledge to people in Africa and Latin America, developing countries. I really want to start helping children in other countries to, <clears throat> to develop their mindset and their presentation skills, their ability to connect and to learn that it's all possible. That's what I really want to do more and more. Travel the world, inspire people, teach people, especially children, to do that. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. And Jose, I'm on board with you because that, that's one Good. of my, uh, one of my sort of not goals, but, um, legacy is to inspire and equip, uh, young people. Cause I have a whole big history of working with lots and lots of young people. So yeah, let's have another conversation about that and let's Good. make that happen. Uh, and how can the listener keep in touch with you and find you, Jose? Where are you, where are you at? Well, I have a website called www.finding-excellence.com. That's my website. And then if you go on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Clubhouse, of course, mm -hmm. TEDx platform. If you Google my name, if you write Jose Ucar on Google, I'm sure something will come up. Oh, uh, yeah, because you're, you're a TEDx speaker as well. Mm. Ooh, yeah, let's go and find, you know, I love everything Ted. That's why I like to wear red. <laughs> I love, I love that. I mean, that, that was such an opportunity as well. So that can be another topic for another. Ah, definitely. Definitely. Well, uh, it's been amazing having you in this conversation and sharing so much with us and your journey as well. And uh, thank you for listening. Obviously follow the the podcast, subscribe so that you can tune in to another inspiring 
and engaging brand story that elevates your voice, your message, and your story. Jose, what would be your last word for the person listening? Believe you can. Very that would simple. Be it. Very simple. So from Jose Uka and Elaine Powell, tune in another time and take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Mind Speak podcast with myself, Elaine Powell, and special guest. I would love for you to share your thoughts around this podcast. Press the subscribe button, scroll down, and give it a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening on. That would be much appreciated. So until the next time, keep on amplifying your voice, message, and story. Take care.